0: Soccer tonight, ESPN LA seven ten. I am Dave Dunham alongside Mike Trudell here as we break down all the action from the World Cup on this beautiful and glorious Thursday. The group stage is done. Let's shed a tear right now, Mike Trudell, for the group stage. It's yeah, the
1: three games a day. Minimum, sometimes four games a day is dead. We have to wait Done. another four years for that, buddy.
0: Oh, right how on. am I going to put up with a day off tomorrow? Like, in terms of games, at least we get to talk about it dude, tomorrow night. I don't
1: want, I don't want to open my DVR. I don't want to press the button and not have three games, three games on there per day. That Minimum,
0: sucks. yeah, and, That's and, and and then even when the knockouts, t- we only get two games a day. What are they doing to us? I know uh, it's like withdrawals. I'm going to have withdrawals. Unbelievable. Well, the final group stage uh, game day did take place here on this Thursday. in Group H and Group G, with Group H actually going first in a couple of really good games and a couple of just maddening scenarios that came out of Group H, which we were all worried about on some level because it was such a tight group. Dave, what are you most mad about today? There's always something, okay? There's always
1: something that's just just biting at you, and and you can't wait to start the show with it, so
0: go ahead. You know what I'm most mad about? Senegal's going home. But Mm -hmm. I'm not really mad at why they're going home, Mike. I'm mad that Senegal gave up a couple of late goals in this tournament in games. And that's what ends up hurting them. You know, I, look, you can talk about all the FIFA fair play and all that. Yes. But everybody knows the rules going in. They're not great once you get to the, what, fourth or fifth tiebreaker. It's a tough thing. No doubt. And it sucks. And they're every fair bit play. as, yeah, Senegal every, doesn't
1: advance based on
0: fair play. Senegal is every bit as deserving as Japan, right? To go to the next, no doubt, but they, they are but you have to break ties somehow at some point I don't know, you can you know but fair play though i understand i don't i like it i like that better than coin flips now maybe there's a better system like shots although that's kind of ridiculous so at least
1: it's ta- even though it's not great at least it's tangible and it's I would not think just completely maybe
0: shots on goal like or in other words like things like how many you know how many own goals did were there anything breaking apart these teams what if you
1: could you do now there, so i guess it depends these teams in the group aren't always. Are they always in the same stadium, or not? Are they? Do you know what I'm saying? Because what if what if the day after, or even like that night? What if you had to if, if you had to do? Yeah, a, they're always separate. Like a, they're playing at the
0: same time. You do so a penalty. they oh duh duh duh. So different cities. Yeah. because yeah. I, I was trying to think if
1: there was some. This is a stupid idea, but I'm just like, is there some way Get to them do together a and like? Yeah. I
0: like think they have a mini game tomorrow. No, or not something a mini game. With, just a shootout. Just a just yeah. a shootout. I know. You, know. you know that it would genuinely be more. For, you know what you should do. And I, I don't say this lightly. I think it would be a great thing along your lines. I'm going to take it even further, Mike. Japan and Senegal should get together tomorrow somewhere for penalties, but literally don't do the five each. Do 20 each. <laughs> 20? No, a massive. Yes, PK because cut. then at that least, would be amazing. Because then at least we know, like, you had your shot, right? If you so, miss okay. five out there of are, the first eight, there well, are then 20, you're done.
1: What are they? 23 players on the 23 roster? 23 players. So Let's, why not do, you should just do 23. Yes. Literally. Just go, I'm, just I, every player on the roster gets one penalty, right? How amazing. Would that not would be? Who would not watch that yes, tomorrow? I, come on. And, and we're, in the, you, the only thing you have to do, so like Russia, and then the, when the World Cup is here, so this would be easy in Qatar, right? Because I think all the stadiums sure, are going to be, I close think to they're each about other.
0: miles apart,
1: literally. But, but it might be a little trickier, uh, to, to get the teams all to one place and then have to fly them to the next spot. But the idea is genius. The, the 23, Denim, I, I can't imagine anyone's ever thought of this besides the two of us. So if this happens, in like 50 years, yeah, <laughs> I want credit for it. Okay? Exactly,
0: like the 23 player Soccer penalty tonight. shootout to, to, yes. as the four instead of freaking FIFA fair play. Yeah, who's not watching that tomorrow? I Unbated. Br- I mean, I'm on the edge of my seat just thinking about it. I know. And, and you inspired me to that. I, I, you know, we we both dug through that. That's right. Perfect writing team here, and we came up with a great script for how to break this FIFA fair play garbage. I, I have L- a second idea. Okay, oh, I love it already. Go spelling bee. I don't hate it. I don't hate it. It's better. You could do it. Better you can than do it on. Fair play. You can do it on Facetime. And I'll tell you why, Mike. Here's the thing. I think this, te- these all three games, VAR should like they should go back to every yellow card now, between Japan and Senegal, whatever games they've played, and they should rewatch these with a referees crew to make sure those are all yellows. Well, here's seriously, here's a great point, and here's
1: why. And I I've, I've said this way too many times now and, and you can roll your eyes. Uh, I I grew up refing soccer. Yeah. Sometimes you just throw a yellow out just cuz just yes. to stop people from from talking early. You know, it's like, "All right, shut up. You're talking the most early. I don't want to hear this all game." Yellow. Right? Or, and I guess at the, look, at the World Cup, they probably have some finer distinctions for when to give them out, right? There's probably more of a formula to do it. Yeah, but, I would imagine. But I would a, hope. A, a tackle, don't know. In, you know, a tackle in the seventh minute, you know, a lot, okay, you know what, eh, not a yellow, but then the player does it again. It's it's it's
0: somewhat arbitrary, is my point. Yeah, and, and, and so sometimes, if, Mike, we know there's a guy, there'll, there'll be a, a referee who gives out a yellow who has no intention of giving a second yellow to that player unless the guy literally kills someone. Yes. You know what I mean? Like he does it just to set the tone, like you say, but he knows. Right, he knows I'm not going to touch this guy again unless he absolutely breaks somebody's leg in two. You know, my,
1: you my it's a good point. The only thing that I'll say though, in, in we all liked how Senegal played. You know, it would have been fun to have at least one African team uh, in the mix. We have one Asian team right in Japan. We have one Concacaf team in Mexico. Four South American teams, and then of course, ten European sides. Yep. Right, so, so that's. Somewhat expected. I think I probably would have. Although maybe I would have taken a you know an African nation over a. I would have thought. Well, I I picked
0: Senegal. I would have thought they would have got through because they're better than
1: Japan. Although here's my here's my argument against it, and it's very simple. Then you just should have beaten Japan because you played them. (laughs)
0: Don't give up that late goal. You played them.
1: You you were up, you're up 1-0, you were up 2-1, and Senegal just could not close out Japan, and so therefore, you can't, you just can't complain that much, because you had, that was your shot, you know?
0: And you know, and and all this talk about, and look, I picked them to go through, I thought they played really well for most of the time, you know, nothing, no disrespect to Senegal, but it wasn't like they played like Croatia these three games, they won one, they lost one, and they drew, I mean, they weren't great, you know, everybody's like, all of a sudden, it's like, oh, such a tough break for Senegal. They were one of the shining stars in the. Ter- really? Nah. Yeah. They were good. Right. They were all right. Yeah, you know, yeah. like I mean, they gave up two late goals in one each in different games, Mike, and it came back to bite them. One of them was a draw. One of them was a loss. Well, you know, that's just unfortunately that's the way it goes sometimes. You know, and you sure. just got to You got to do better. And you know, even Ali Cisse, their their manager, who I thought had a very good tournament, and I thought he, you know, he handled that midfield we talked about a lot. Very well. I thought say C. C. In fact, I love what say C. C. did. I think he should be a guy who a lot of teams are going to have to keep a, get a, give a good look to is at he, club is he level.
1: Ava- is he available for the United States uh, men's national uh, I mean,
0: team? I was just about to say. I <laughs> I'll be perfectly honest with you. Let's go, Cise! Come on! How you know are you the, not going to listen to that guy?
1: He I mean, looks great. He was a great player. He He's was obviously smart. How many? He probably speaks six languages.
0: Yeah, he he speaks five more than I do. I'm sure. So, <laughs> yeah. and I can on. barely master C. C., one. C. C., so. Let's go. I love it. And that's what I was exactly what I was going to say. Why, why wouldn't you give a guy like that a look? I mean, there's been some very, very interesting coaching performances, sure. But it's not like, and look, I like Senegal. I do, I did think they could get through the group. I picked them, but it's not like they're, you know, one of the top talented roster. You know, I mean, they have some nice players, no doubt. And for that group, I thought they would find a way to get through in second place. You know, full credit to Japan though. I mean, they did what they had to do too. I mean, that's the danger of four points, Mike, in yeah, group play. It right. really is. You just don't know how it's going to go. When you get four points in the group, generally it's going to come down to some kind of tiebreaker. Now, it usually doesn't go that far, obviously, first time ever. But, you know, we were on the, we were on the precipice of that later in the day in group G that they may have had to go to FIFA fair play with the England and Belgium not wanting to win and win the group, you know? So both teams were literally the same. Yeah. I, yeah. We, so, I don't know if they were not wanting to win. Uh, I just think they were. I agree. You know, they were, You're
1: right. The players on the field were trying to win. Absolutely. They just most it was of the their best, shot. Yeah. Most of the best players were on the sideline, and of course they weren't going to be that aggressive. Um, as compared to if it were a must win, it was literally a a a, a must not do anything. There was no must to it. They didn't. It didn't really matter because they didn't know other than what the. It was like okay. Here's the. Truth. Yeah. Here's the thing. If you won the game, right? If you're if you're a Belgium, then you get to play Japan, who is probably weaker than Colombia, who England played. Except, James Rodriguez got hurt, and that makes Colombia to me a, a different team, right? That That's mm-hmm. the it's just a, they're not quite the same. We saw that in their first game. Uh, you know, of course, the red card didn't help. But it, at the same time, if England can get can get past Colombia, that's the side of the bracket you want to be on. All right. Here comes Sweden sw- and Switzerland. Comes... Now you love Switzerland. We all know that, okay? But Sweden and Switzerland is the is who's waiting uh, for whoever wins that England-Columbia match.
0: Winnable game, certainly. No matter who gets there, I agree with that. Here's here's my uh my unpopular opinion to start the show. Okay, okay. here we go. You ready? Yeah. I'm ready. Uh, if Juan Quintero got hurt, I'd be much more worried for Colombia than right now. Hamas getting hurt, I'll say that Quintero has been unreal for Colombia. He's more important right now than Hamas Rodriguez is to this team. So mm-hmm. now you want Hamas, make no mistake, it's a tough blow. I'm not I'm not sitting here preaching that they don't need Hamas Rodriguez by any means. But one Kinter can do the job. Well, he, you, his, you watched Columbia Poland though, right? Yeah. I mean, Hamas. That was well, all Hamas. No question. He's. I mean, he's a. Well, Kintero did have. The,
1: I should say that Quintero had the great goal, the great uh, free kick. Yeah, goal. I mean, but, but I mean
0: don't get me wrong. You you want Hamas Rodriguez to be healthy? I'm, I don't want the Twitter people coming out at me at Talk Soccer or yeah, at Mike. It's, but it's,
1: it's a, all. We're, all I'm saying is it's a big blow, right? Yes, it's, it's a big absolutely. blow. Absolutely,
0: England. England. It's like if had England
1: lost. I mean, man, I don't know, I don't know who would have been the, the, not necessarily the equivalent of Harry Kane because of a different position, but I think about as important, you know, to that team, if, if slightly more important, uh, for, then, but but something like that. And England doesn't have that. And so that, to me, that's an advantage for them.
0: Yeah. I, I I actually like the way Belgium approached the game. Roberto Martinez certainly gave a lot of people an opportunity, but you know, it's not like Mike, the 13th best player through the 23rd best player on Belgium. Are bad like no, they are right, a deep stats, team. Yeah. I mean, these are these are high level professionals. Even, <laughs> I mean, even
1: England. England is a pretty deep squad. Absolutely. I mean, it, like they're off the bench, they're throwing in Marcus Rashford and exactly. Danny Welbeck and uh, Jamie Vardy. You know, up top. Like that's you know that's the, I mean, the U.S. Guys the USA playing, would love yeah, to have one of those guys.
0: No kidding. It's it's kind of ridiculous. I do. I will say this. I, in terms of i enjoyed the heck out of the tunisia panama game i really oh, did fun. that was fun it was a lot of fun uh credit to tunisia for really uh, battling uh, panama had a goal that looked like ooh it was going to be a goal but then they called it back and that's fine it was legitimate it wasn't like a bad call or anything but panama really battled but you got to give credit to tunisia they played well both teams really gave it their all a lot of fun no doubt at least both teams scored mike you know they got they had something for their fans to cheer about obviously after a rough tournament for both sides so at least there was some life in that game but man it was all about those early games poland getting the win full credit to poland for battling hard you know they yeah, nearly and knocked and japan out of the we, world cup and we kind of expected that
1: right i think we yeah. yesterday we said we thought poland they sent out a good well, lineup no uh, you
0: got to give poland credit for that they were not messing around and colombia who uh, you know we got to talk more about colombia that was you know is injury certainly like it threw them off. That's for sure. They just—it wasn't about that. They don't have the talent to recover. They just didn't look the same in game against Senegal, who really took advantage of that. He is Mike Trudell. I'm Dave Denholm. You can hit us up on Twitter at Talk Soccer or at Mike Trudell. Easy enough there. And you can also give us a call eight seven 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 ten ESPN. This is Soccer Tonight. You are listening to the home of World Football in Southern California. It's ESPN LA seven ten. The teams we thought would be the closest throughout Group H. And indeed, it came down to the wire and then some with the FIFA fair play rule coming into effect. Mike, the first time ever Senegal is knocked out because of too many yellow cards, or or at least fair play points, whatever that means. It basically works to too many yellow cards and red cards. And Japan moves on with the same exact record as Senegal has, but they go on to the round of 16. Mike, we've been talking about it. What else can you do at some point? I mean, you, you, you we've had some ideas. You talked about a coin flip even being better at least than what they did but i'm saying 23 penalty kicks let's go get together to the next yes. day in a stadium somewhere and televise this sucker well mark in arcadia apparently has a tiebreaker idea love it we mark check out? welcome to soccer tonight with mike Trudell and dave Dahome. what's up what's up mark hey hey mike mike dave great show appreciate Thank you. you man yeah hey, uh, hey, um i said cumulative power possession
1: interesting Time of possession. Now, now here's Mark, Mark. Let me let me. My initial pushback to this idea, which is yeah. interesting. Some teams that are just really good teams are are happy to relent the ball. But so so what? Are you you're essentially you yeah. Know, pa- pen, uh, excuse me, penalizing those teams that play like that? But do you, are you saying that you don't mind that?
0: Well, by and large, I mean you're watching a game. You need a better team possesses the ball more, and it encourages teams to possess, get out and go. Um, if you ever get to that, whatever fourth or fifth tie break, so. I think it might actually enhance the game too. And I see, think Yeah, it's, it's, uh, at, at its core, at its core, Mark, you're trying to encourage people to go forward and play offensively. That's what you're trying to do. Which, with your rule, which makes sense, obviously. And thank you for the phone call, Appreciate Mike. You, I would, I would say though, you you could get to that with shots on goal. Shots, you know, it's the same principle as Mark's saying because yeah, I, I don't because with you possession isn't
1: always positive. Like it, exactly, you, know, you, know, you could you could knock the ball around in your own half. That, see, I would be worried about that. Like the yes, goalie a danger of back, team back passes like purposely. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. taking
0: twenty minutes. Right. Just, yeah. we've got to win the possession first, and then that way it's, we have the fair it's, play. It's rule.
1: interesting though, but look, I still Mark, I appreciate it. Still not as good as, as my the the Denholm Trudell uh, idea. Which is essentially all twenty-three players on the roster have to take a penalty kick. You make the teams meet up after the group stage. Love uh, it. That's, that's what we're looking for. Hey,
0: absolutely. Before I forget
1: it. this, so you mentioned how fun the Tunisia game was uh, against Panama. I oh, wait a minute.
0: Hang on, Mike. I've got an addendum to oh. our thing. Oh, okay. Right. Yes. You don't need to send all the team. You just send the goalkeepers back and forth, right? <laughs> so the whole team doesn't have to travel. Oh, oh. Wait a second. This could be
1: the most brilliant thing ever. How, but, and then that guy can still take his own penalty, uh, right? Because it's going to be against the other goalie anyway. Yeah. That is, my goodness. That And And, what, and, last. Get, and now, and now some, like JetBlue or whoever, to get some private jet company. I guess JetBlue is a major, uh, airplane company, but some airline company could, could get a private jet, right? To like a Concorde, bring that back. And immediately, and, and after the second the game is over, I uh, have the have the plane take off from outside the stadium with the
0: goalie in it, right? <laughs> now we're just getting crazy. No, so. this is
1: genius. This <laughs> not Love crazy. It.
0: I love it. That's a great addendum, Denholm, Man. I love it. Okay. The goalkeepers, the three goalkeepers go to the other place. Yes. And even if they have to take penalty, you know what? You leave one behind to face the other two goalkeepers then. And we do like 22 people. Who cares? I mean, it doesn't matter. It's get the keepers to yes. the other place so you don't have to travel the whole team and mess with everything. Oh, this is so much better. So I'm sorry. You were talking about Panama. Well, as we, uh, talked about Group we okay, and,
1: and I want to use, I want to use the Panama Tunisia game to try to make a, a larger point about the World Cup and soccer in general. So. Yeah. I'm guessing a lot of you didn't watch that whole game. Okay, uh, Tunisia and Panama had both gotten smashed by both Belgium and England. There was nothing to play for, right? It wasn't what nothing was pending nothing. on this, but it was just pure soccer joy uh, watching the game. And, and the thing that I the thing that I noticed most, and maybe the two goals are the best way to illustrate this, both goals for Tunisia were beautiful extra passes. Yeah, uh, just a, a one side of the box to the other. And I've watched so many of these teams that have world-class players, and most notably today, Marcus Rashford. I have his jersey for Manchester United. I have the number 19 personalized. I love him. I, I got it when he was, uh, when he was 18 and playing for the first side, but he refuses to ever pass. Yeah. Ever. And I just don't get, like, look, some player, and this is one of my problems with Ronaldo, compa- as compared to Messi at the same time the number 9 there's this there's this element of having a number 9 who's got the 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 only eyes for the goal and that's sure. my job and that's why I'm out there but I think for team success and team building and you can make an analogy to any sport you want uh, but basketball the way the warriors played the way the showtime lakers played making the extra pass it's just always more fun to watch and it works better it
0: creates better chances and Tunisia was a great example of that today dave but well, i i couldn't agree more and i'll go so far to say with your number 9 argument that in the, in a season of like La Liga or the Premiership or the Bundesliga, 34, 38, 38 games, you know, the Bundesliga has 34 or a few less teams. Yes, your number nine has to be selfish by and large, right? You need him to bang in 20, 25 goals. I mean, does he,
1: but, in a World Cup, can't you just though, split the, can't you just split the, with, with I'm goals saying, and assists?
0: But see, I'm agreeing with you in the World Cup, right, right? right? You find goals wherever you can get them and the easiest way to get them is to make it, make it an easy tap in for your teammates if you have to. You don't need all the glory in the three games in a group stage. You're just trying to get through and trying to do the best you can to win games. Again, 38 game season for Man United. They need a dude who they're paying a fortune to up front to probably score a lot of goals, right? Well, you know, they yeah, need Lukaku to get on fire. I guess, but-, but
1: but I don't. Here's the here's the flip side to that argument. So, and again, there's there's not much of an equivalent to say Minnesota high school soccer, um, as to there is in or the <laughs> club that you know playing at the club the the national club championships and stuff. Yeah. But if I I'm one, if I'm two on o with a keeper, I'm always passing because sure. because the benefit of it is not just for that; it's for the team benefit ultimately. And when somebody got me an assist, instead of going over to the corner flag or going over to midfield or, or going over and pointing to the back of my jersey, which is something you can do on FIFA to show what your name is, always go over to the player who gave you the ball. That and, and that somehow I think that has changed the way that international soccer has evolved. Mm-hmm. There's so. All of the attention and accolades goes on the goal scorer, and not except for in certain situations. One of the things I love about Barcelona: Suarez, Messi, Neymar. When he was there, going back to Iniesta and Xavi days, they they give just as much love to the guy who made the pass most of yeah. the time. And yeah. that to me is a great side. The Spain, that's the way that they play. That's why I love the tiki taka. And I just I, like I did not I have not seen that much in this tournament. And and the team, a team that can find a way to play. Except, although I will say that Brazil did pretty well with that. After oh, they the first, love their passes. Yeah, and, That's and, and true. they and they'll pass and they'll pass a couple times. The so I just maybe I'm maybe I'm uh, I'm being too self centered with the way that I'm that I like to see the game played. But I I just do think, Dave, that that would help teams play better. And for example, Rashford had just a wide open square ball, and instead
0: took a, a tried to bend the shot around the keeper and missed by ten yards. Well, I don't think there's any doubt as we go into the knockout stage here as a good little segue you're going to have to start seeing more team play without a doubt i know cristiano ronaldo's going to have a lot of responsibility to put the ball in the back of the net i get it but you're right you're absolutely right to win games against these types of teams these are the these are the best we we have the 16 best right here they deserve to be here cuz they got through their groups Let's just figure it out from now on, playing team football, including a team like El Tri. And we are going to be breaking down this Brazil game. We're going to look forward now, coming up. We've talked about the group phase. We talked about, even yesterday, some of the highlights of the group stage. Nothing wrong with that. You want to hit us up on Twitter. It's at Mike Trudell or at TalkSoccer, 877-710-ESPN, the number to get involved. We are going to be taking a look at these group stage, or bigger part of the knockout stage games, which are really lining up. Mario Rees, the producer, was going off with me. We were talking about it earlier, man. These are some beautiful games and some great matchups. Coming up next, Mike Trudell, Dave Denholm, and you on Soccer Tonight on ESPN LA 710. What went down today was history. As Senegal is bounced from the World Cup, Japan moves on due to FIFA fair play points. So we were trying to figure out a better option. Nobody loves the FIFA fair play points fourth option in the tiebreakers, but we all realize... You have to have tiebreakers when you're only playing three games, essentially, in the group stage. And we do have a phone call from Mike in L.A. here on Soccer Tonight. Mike, you have an idea for a tiebreaker that goes that deep? What's going on, man? What's up, Mike? Hey, guys. So, yeah, I kind of got the idea from, like, my fantasy football league. Um, Basically, it kind of goes down to where, let's say, like, the
1: top team, whoever has a better game against the top team or better goal differential against the top team should
0: basically move on.
1: So in this this case, uh,
0: whichever team played Colombia Japan would have done better than, you know, Senegal against Colombia, so to speak. Right. Yeah. You know, the danger of that is, now I don't hate it, Mike. I think it's very interesting that you guys do it that way. The problem becomes for Senegal in the final game playing Colombia where maybe Japan becomes that top, you know, or maybe it it puts so much on, Mike, on that game against Colombia at the end. I don't know. I guess Japan played them, too. I mean, it's not a bad idea.
1: Wait, Mike, is do is that, though, as fun as our idea, which is have all 23 players take a penalty kick, uh, most most kicks made wins, and have the f- goalies flown on private jet the second after uh, their games end? What do you think about that one?
0: You know, I do like the idea. That's right. But lo- logistically... <laughs> Don't worry about the logistics, Mike. I just Don't said about private that. jets, private You're jets. You're overthinking it, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, that would probably be the, the most fun idea ever. Tell me, we would if they. It, let's say it took like an hour to set up, right? Get the play, get the you know fastest jets. Get everybody. It, even two hours. Tell me, we wouldn't all watch that on TV an hour after the game? It would be ridiculous. Oh, oh yeah, my goodness. I, I would definitely watch. Yeah, yeah. just make just make the players sort of sit
1: around in the locker. You don't even have to have anyone leave the stadium. At first, I was thinking you do it the next day, right? Yeah. But but that but you already have an audience there. It, it just it all it, and maybe maybe if you're planning for this uh, potential occurrence. You could you could schedule the games geographically in cities that are closer,
0: right? Oh my so, gosh! So, for example, Mike, like Mike in- I have it. I even we, we're refining it even better, Mike. You send the third keeper who's not even on the game day roster. They have to go be the penalty kick stopper. <laughs> They're already at the other
1: stadium. <laughs> I mean, the only issue there though is that, like, if I if I have Spain and Portugal or something, I, I want De Gea.
0: Well, wait a minute though. You have to decide. You have to decide who's the the better backup. Or whoever, you know, the better PK stopper. And, and you know, maybe you wouldn't take your De Gea out of the game. Obviously, you need him starting. But you might send your backup keeper instead of the third. You might send too. him to this, the Look,
1: clearly this needs to be workshopped. Mike, we'll invite you, okay? Uh, when that was we, a good idea, Mike. Present, I don't hate your idea. When we it's presents pretty a nice. FIFA, since you're involved in this, but appreciate the call. Yeah, um, absolutely. Yeah, I, I think we're getting somewhere with this. Dave.
0: I really, we're refining it day by day here. You get that third keeper, fly him out early. He's gotta be sitting at the location. Yeah. Just in case of the two potential. Although there could have been, I guess occasionally there could be pandemonium where all four teams could you know, be, inv- you know, who knows. We need, but- we, we, might need one
1: more soccer expert to help us with this. Maybe Zlatan. <laughs> you know, if we, Zlatan, if you're
0: listening. All right. Please just call in and let's figure this Feel out. Feel free at 877-710-ESPN. Mike, these knockout stage games. Wow. This is going to be unbelievable. They start, of course. We do have that day off tomorrow, which is crazy. We are not taking a day off, by the way. We're going to be talking about the World Cup on soccer tonight, tomorrow night here on ESPN LA 710, our usual 7 p.m. time. So don't fret. But the games kick off on Saturday. And, of course, we've got some magical matchups. Mike, what are you seeing so far? If you have to pick one, oh, you're only allowed man. to watch one matchup, Mike, out of these eight games. What are you watching? I love... Basically every game,
1: okay. Yeah. I don't think there's a bad game. If if I had to pick the final sixteen, right? And you know, maybe you take Japan out and put Germany in, but not really. You know, it's more fun that they're out now and you know, give a, a team like yeah. Japan a chance. So agree I'm, more. So I'm perfectly happy. And although you know, look, maybe you take Senegal out and then that becomes more fun, right? With Senegal yeah. against Belgium, but otherwise, I have no complaints. I mean, my runner-up is going to be Brazil-Mexico. I think that's going to be amazing. I w- uh, that's my number one. I so figured, I can't I figured that, fault that would be you your, for that. Yeah. I figured that'd be your number one. My number one is probably your number two. France, Argentina. Couldn't agree more. I mean, look, just, man, the, the the sheer amount of talent that's going to be on that field, all of the storylines, the fact that neither team has really figured out the best way to play, uh, the best eleven to use. You know, it. There's just so. There's so much up to chance in that game. I, I'm going to pick France, okay? Uh, but I'm not going to be. No one's going to be surprised if Argentina finds a way to pull it together. Sure. Uh, so, man, there there is. I would. I can't wait till the team lit uh, the team side the sides come out for who's going to play in that game. I expect. I guess Argentina will probably be pretty similar, right, to what we saw last game, even yep. though it shouldn't be, right? Like, in this let me let me kick this question back to you before we talk about the rest of the matchups on France Argentina. So, you and I were watching the game. I thought Di Maria was uh, Di Maria was garbage. Yeah, um, dreadful. I thought Higuain was garbage. Yep, but. They seem to be in the sort of, you know, the messy as coach of the team, you know, with uh, now that Benegas in that group and Mascherano, who seems like the actual coach of the team. Yeah. Those are the guys they trust. It's like it's kind of like, you know, LeBron and you have your Tristan Thompson and your J.R. Smith. And, you know, the difference is LeBron didn't have better players on the bench necessarily to come in. In this case, guess what you do? You've got Debala. You know, yep. you've you've got uh, Sergio Aguero, who to me is—I uh, don't care what Iguain's doing—he's just better. So that to me is the is the is one thing that I'm worried about for Argentina. They're going to stick with the old guard, just like the USA did in Trinidad and Tobago, and they're going to get banged for it against France. Yeah,
0: you know, I don't. I mean, look at that point, and I don't disagree. If that's what they do, then I'm not going to feel sorry for Messi flaming out and crashing out. You know, if they're not willing. As players, coach, whatever, coaching, whoever's running the, the show, if it's Messi himself or Mascheron, if you're not willing to change at this point after what you've seen, if you thought that was okay, the way you got through that group, then you deserve to go home early and get drum, drubbed by France. I'm sorry, I will have no sympathy. Whatsoever, if that is indeed what, ha- and you may well be right. That's maybe what happens. So it's on them, basically. If they, yeah, do it. exactly. Yeah. Like if you're going to live or die with it, well, then you're m- probably going to die with it against France.
1: That's good night, good. Yeah, riddance. that's true. I-, I guess if you can't even if you can't figure out, you know, what your best
0: oh, side course. is, um, if you of- haven't seen that yet, at the very least, Mike, you may not be able to figure out what your best side is. But you know, it's not working up to this point. You know, the like, only I mean, yes, you might make another mistake with who you put in maybe you do you know maybe you're just not good enough but figure it out like make the change and figure it out on the fly because it hasn't been good enough up to this point if they don't see that well, shame here. on them but but okay so you and i have been fortunate enough to
1: work in sports for a lot of years right and yes. you work for LAFC now or or i guess for ESPN or what i don't know what the situation is but basically you you are the play-by-play guy for the team correct so. There are going to be times when, let's say, maybe Bob Bradley tells you something off record, right? Yeah. And or, or you know that, hey, player X did this um, wh- when he's on the field. Player Y, you know, sucks, and it, what just stuff that you cannot say. Yeah. And that I would watching the game, I'd be like, why is Bob Bradley playing X player on the wing? That that makes no sense whatsoever, sure, sure. and you know why. And so that's the thing that I have to hold back from because I do the same thing with Luke Walton sometimes. Like, there'll be a, there'll be a very clear reason why, you know, he's doing something with a lineup and Twitter will be like, what is Luke Walton possibly doing? You know, and, and I know, right? Yeah. And I, but I have to be careful the way that I say it. So that's the one thing that I, I hesitate sometimes to second guess lineups and coaching because, you know, theoretically they should know exactly, you know, what the situation is for chemistry yeah, uh, and all that. But
0: I also don't think you'll disagree that a a game in January or You know, midway through an LAFC season is much different than, hey, we almost flamed out of this World Cup. We've got one shot here against France to keep it going. You know, it's one game at a time. Uh, We may have to. But you're right. They're going to feel they're going to probably go with what has got them here. Although it's kind of like it's kind of like why champions crash out, though,
1: sometimes because they just they hold on to who won last time because they, quote unquote, trust them. And it's so it's it's a little bit. Look, in sports, it's the aging superstar. Now, I wouldn't say that, you know, Iguain is an Argentinian superstar, although I guess, you know, he kind of is. He's been a world-class striker, right? Yeah. For, for, I don't know, 15 years. And it's not that he still can't produce. Uh, I think the, the Di Maria, though, example, to me, it stands out much more, though. Dabala is just, and I get it. He's not a left winger, a pure one you know, in the way that Di Maria is, but he's just such a better player at this point, yeah. Dave. It's
0: not close. I couldn't agree more. And here's the thing about Iguain. He's the kind of guy that if he does somehow manage to stop you know, knocking the ball in the fortieth row and put one in the back of the net or two, then look out. He's just he's he is tra- he is absolutely the epitome of Argentina right now, Iguain. He's got no confidence going. No, and, and, and this is a guy with all the he, talent look, in the world. He, how was he? This this is my whole problem though in playing. How are you going
1: to suddenly just develop this confidence when you already missed a sitter in the World yeah. Cup final? Far last more year?
0: likely that he's going to miss a couple more than he's going to make. Right, if, right. If you uh, put De- if you put Dabala in that situation, he doesn't
1: care. He's just out there trying to impress him. He's twenty four. Yeah, he doesn't have demons. You know, he just wants to play, man. He's got he's got wheels. That that's the that's to me the move that that I think that, and I don't think they're going to do it. And that's part of the reason why I'm playing France. But but if if I see a good point (laughs)
0: with Dybala. he doesn't know how bad Argentina is or how bad you know this team has been. Iguain knows, and he's feeling every last kick. Exactly, exactly. And well, what a what a bracket it sets up though. The French Argentina matchup, I can't disagree. Is my second Brazil Mexico is my first choice. I am very curious how this goes because I have Brazil winning certainly no L3 is capable. They don't have any problem playing, but you know, these matchups every other game is tied for third with me Mike cuz I I completely agree with you. There's no dud at well, this point. The, and there know,
1: are Dave, are there, I have I do have two duds uh and and I will They're, they're not, not going to be. I know to, which
0: ones you're going to pick and, and they're will, not going to
1: be. I'm going to tell you what they are next and I will defend myself. They are definitely <laughs> going to be duds.
0: I've got them guessed in my head. Mike didn't tell me these beforehand, but I think I know which two and they're not going to be duds. We- Soccer Tonight, ESPN LA 710, Dave Dunholm and Mike Trudeau hanging out with you till the top of the hour here. We're back tomorrow night here on Soccer Tonight, 7 p.m. Pacific time, right here on ESPN LA and the ESPN app. Mike, you got a couple of dogs in this knockout stage in this first round?
1: Yeah, so I, I, I'll be curious if you agree, but it's not because the teams aren't really good and don't have a ton of good players, but Uruguay and Portugal... Just the way that these two teams play, neither one is really that interested in in getting out to attack. I think they're just going to sit in. It's going to be kind of like a defensive battle. They'll hope to steal a chance here or there. I just think it's going to be a dull, cynical game.
0: Wow, I hadn't thought much about that that way just because of the Ronaldo and, of course, Uruguay and all yeah, I mean, you may well be right. It could end up being a very drab, maybe yes. a one-nil, or even go. I wouldn't be surprised if that goes that extra time at nil-nil. Yeah, that's frankly. the thing.
1: I just, I just, the both teams are. That, that's how. So that's basically how Portugal won the Euros, you know, by sitting in and then every yeah. once in a while having Ronaldo score in a counter. And same thing with with Uruguay. They're just going to stay really solid in their shape, and then they'll rely on the individual brilliance of Suarez and Cavani combining once or twice. Boy, that and defense then sit though. In. Oh, Diego Godín at times. Can I know. Be That's that's my point. The the defense is too good. Both these teams are defensive sides that happen to also have world-class attacking talent. They just don't use that much.
0: You know, Diego Godin with Atletico Madrid, of course, with Uruguay, as we've seen over the years. There were times, Mike, when I was watching him play, you know, seemingly week in, week out, where I thought he was probably the third best player in the world behind Ronaldo and Lionel Messi. Godin is just, I mean, of course, he's a defender. Nobody's going to realize, you know, nobody watches it that close to care about defenders on that level. But, man... He is really good for Uruguay's defense is brutal. Who, who You got another dog yeah, game, or I mean, is that just...
1: It's, you know, So it's just more... Same thing with Sweden and Switzerland. I, I just... I think both sides are, are solid and defensive, especially Sweden, and they're just tough to go against. They're going to look to counter. I, I just... I don't find that one to be as potentially You know exciting. how hard...
0: You know how much I think Sweden's hard... Or Switzerland's hard to beat? I think that one could go nil-nil to yeah. extra time, too. Right. I, I wouldn't be surprised if that goes to penalties right. at nil-nil or 1-1 at best. Yeah, I... I don't disagree. See, I, you know, that's interesting because not that I think these are dog games because I kind of, I kind of think Russia, if Russia can somehow get the first goal, that doesn't even mean they're going to win that game. But to keep the fans in it, you know, keep it tight. I'm not saying they got to play too defensively because you still got to score to beat Spain because they'll just absolutely pass it to death. I'll
1: stop you. I'll stop you and, and feel free to disagree. I can never dislike watching Spain. I don't care who they're playing against. Exactly, they're they're too positive, they're too fun, they're too crafty. So that I can never find. uh, There's never a bad game that Spain's into. A tip
0: of the cap here to Croatia Denmark as being an intriguing matchup because Denmark. I don't know that they're. I don't know that they're going to know how to handle Croatia. I think they know how they want to, which is play way too defensively. But realistically, Denmark's going to have to. they, They may have to try to take it to that Croatian back line. They can't let. Croatia's defense get comfortable, especially with the way the midfield handles the ball, because a lot of times you're not even going to have the football against Croatia. So when you do, Denmark's got to be ready and willing to attack and get after that Croatian defense. That's going to be an intriguing game to me. I really, I really, you know, a lot of people are saying Croatia's getting through on that. I would not be surprised, Mike, if Denmark maybe pulls the upset in that one, believe it or not. I really, and I'm not saying they're better than Croatia. That's an upset. Make no mistake. But I think because of the matchup and the way Denmark's going to approach that, they might just get the victory against Croatia. Denholm, we have a couple of calls
1: yet uh, to oh, get to. Let's do it. Um, I, I, think, I feel like tomorrow night we're basically going to spend it previewing the entire uh, group yeah, stage. Yeah, we're
0: going to break these games down like it's uh, – yeah. Yes. And we're going all the way through the brackets tomorrow, absolutely.
1: But we got one more tiebreaker idea from Ooh. Albert and Pico Rivera.
0: Albert, welcome to Soccer Tonight with Mike Trudell and Dave Denholm. How's it going, gentlemen? Thanks for having me. It's Thank uh, you. a bit of a long idea, but uh, basically, only the group winner gets through to the automatic to the second round, And then you have to receive the second places based on points. In that scenario, you would have Iran going through, having a goal differential of zero and putting up four points, and then somebody like Argentina would miss out because mm. they had four points and a goal differential of negative two. So mm. you would have the better teams move on to the second round. It would require receiving the second round, though. And then should you have a tie for the last eight or number 15, 16, 16, 17, then you would just go reverse people world ranking. So basically the worst team gets in because their success is better relative to their original ranking as they arrived. Well, you were blowing my mind there for a while. Then you just lost me. I got to be honest with you. I'm, I, I now have brain freeze headache after that. It's not a bad idea to start, but then I just got lost, Mike Trudell. I, I, he he gave me the uh, Slurpee freeze.
1: Uh, yeah. I mean, look, I I don't using ranking, uh, because that whole the, all the rankings are so arbitrary anyway. Uh, yeah. That that loses me, you know, on that part of it. So I can't go with it. But I appreciate the idea.
0: <laughs> Not a bad thought. I, I love the I love the thought. I love the effort. And it, his idea may well be better than ours on paper. Don't get me wrong. But we're just in love. We're just in love with our idea. So that's just what we're sticking with. So we'll we'll get more into the
1: how the actual matchups break down. But just looking at this bracket uh, for. A lot of discussion, Dave, about how essentially the right side of the bracket, the way that you're looking at it, the way that they have it put out, versus the left side. Yeah. Uh, and So here are the, here are the teams on the, the left side, and this is the one that everybody calls the clearly stronger bracket, right? Uh, Uruguay, Portugal, France, Argentina, Brazil, Mexico, Belgium, and Japan. So uh, that's that's pretty solid, you know, Japan, you can kind of take out of there, but any of those other teams, you know, I guess if you ask Dave, you can include Mexico. I'm not so sure that Mexico should be included. Um but uh, that, that that is a very top heavy and solid squad uh, list. Now on the other side, Spain, Russia, Croatia, Denmark, Sweden, Switzerland, Colombia, England. I mean, is this as big of a difference as 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 everyone is discussing, do you see the right side there as being that much more wide open?
0: No, I'll tell you what. I really don't. In in a lot of ways, I don't see as much of a difference. Now, I I do agree that the left side, quote unquote, is you know stronger, if you will, because I have Brazil winning the whole thing, and I thought Argentina was going to make the semis, which or the finals, which they can no longer do, of course. But in in terms of my brackets, but you know, look, Colombia, England, winner. That's going to be a tough team to beat the rest of the way. That's, I mean, they're, whoever wins that game, Sweden and Switzerland are just difficult to play against. So maybe neither team has a real great chance to win the whole thing. That's a difficult out. Croatia, if, you know, I think Denmark can pull up the upset. I'm not quite ready to pick Denmark yet. I got to still do some more studying on that and decide by tomorrow night, but Croatia is a team that's looked as good as anybody. And yes, we think Russia was a great story, easy group. Good that the host got here realistically just to give everybody in Russia a real something to cheer for. But Spain is a team that can win the whole thing, Mike, as we know, as you know. So I don't, I don't think this other side is going to be devoid of stories here going forward by
1: any means. You know, not only that, but it is even though, so I have Brazil and Spain in the final, you know, that's, but it is still pretty wide open to me. Like the, the path to get there for Brazil, not gonna be easy. No. Mexico always plays them well. You would think Belgium can beat Japan. You know, then they're gonna have to go against, uh, either probably France or, you know, maybe Uruguay. We'll see if sure. Argentina gets hot. Like it's, that's tough, man. That's three really tricky games. You know, that in, in soccer, as we keep mentioning over and over and over again, the best team does not always win, right? It just, that they have the biggest room for air, essentially. Yeah. But, you know, they do not always win. So I'm not, I'm not, just because I picked Brazil to win, um, I, I, there's no way,
0: I, like, I will take the field a hundred times out of a hundred. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, I don't disagree at all. And another thing that you, you have to remember when you watch these knockout games as fans, and especially if you're not that into soccer, the first goal, every goal changes everything so dramatically. And it just, it is amazing to watch these knockout stages. We will be talking about it coming up tomorrow on Soccer Tonight. Mike Trudeau, great stuff as always. I'm Dave Dunholm. Thanks to Michael Funches and Mario Rees back and, and inside the uh, booth there. Appreciate the coolest guys in radio. Soccer Tonight, ESPNLA 710.